Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so grateful for you being in the house of the Lord today. We're starting off 2024 the way it's supposed to be started off. Blessing and praising God. And I'm so grateful to be doing it with you. Deliberately and specifically you. You who are here. This is who God has sent and purposed to be here. Hallelujah. And I'm so grateful to be with you in this day. Last week we talked about this idea of the Jubilee. Do you remember that? I wanted to touch real quickly on that Jubilee notion again. Um, But just from a slightly different angle. Because one of the things we, we talked about last week was this idea of how Jubilee was a one in 50 year event. It was based on, it started the same year as the celebration that is referred to as the Day of Atonement. Or it, our Jewish brothers and sisters refer to it as Yom Kippur. It is one of the most important Jewish festivals they have. And this Day of Atonement is about fixing broken relationships. It's about fixing the, specifically the broken relationship that is between God and man. God and his people. God and his people of God. It's about making sure that the situation is broken. And it got me thinking about the idea that so many things in our lives are broken that need to be resolved and only God can fix it. Like we, we often give the responsibility of a broken heart to a spouse and they remain completely unable to fix that particular part of us. And I think, my, think, my theory here is that we are giving too much responsibility to things rather than him who was called us out of darkness into his marvelous, marvelous light. Like it's impossible for me to get a spanner what we call a spanner in England, we call a wrench over here, sorry. Uh, take a wrench and to hammer a nail. No one would do that. You try, you would end up breaking the, the, the wrench, probably making a mess of the nail and the woodwork you're trying to hammer it into. And, and all the time, the thing you should have used was a hammer rather than a wrench. Amen? I wanted to introduce this idea that the Lord is using situations to help you fix broken things but the problem we have is that we don't like the process we don't like the process the Lord uses to help us fix broken things and that's the thing I want to make sure we talk about today if you're gonna have confidence in Christ I want you to also have confidence in his process like The thing about some of the things that we are going to go through and the things that the Lord is going to fix is it's not going to be instantaneous. Which means that necessarily to go from a situation of being broken to being a situation of fixed means you're going to have to go through a process. A process necessarily, I'm going between process and process, you hear that? Can't help it. (laughs) Either way, this idea of going from process means we need to apply a time. It's not instantaneous. It needs time. And that's the one thing that is confounding us and our experiences, the part of time. We're happy to change, we just don't like it to take a whole bunch of time. (laughs) We are happy to change, the problem is the time required to take us from one part of ourselves to a completely different part of ourselves. It's the time component that is confusing and confounding us. 
Um, I, like many of you, have made all kinds of, in the past at least, made all kinds of New Year's resolutions. Most of mine, I'm going to confess here to you, are all around fitness and how I'm eating. Because I will confess that I don't have to naturally have the best habits. And what tends to happen, what used to happen, is that it used to, January 1st used to kick in, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. This is the year. <laughs> this is absolutely the year. And I would start the process round around January 1st. And the component, like the, the heart was all in. Like I meant it when I said it. Don't, don't get that part. I wasn't tricking myself. It's just that as soon as the time passed from day one to week one to week one to month one, by the month one, the resolve, what I was saying to myself at the start, I couldn't seem to be saying to myself at the end. The time component was the frustrating thing. Yes. If somebody said, here's a pill, and all of the concerns you had would go away, take the time component out, I'd have taken the pill. <laughs> But now when I have to fix myself, it takes time. It takes time. And I was thinking about this because some, the thing that frustrates us is the time component. And I know that the Lord works with us. And the thing that we have to do is believe in his process. Believe in the God's process. There's a, in, in South America especially, they have this technique when they're getting ready to do agriculture, when they're farming. In the Amazon especially. It looks destructive, the whole process looks destructive to the outside eye, but they've known over many, many years that if you cut down parts of the rainforest, let it stay dead, like they cut all the trees down in this one area, and then they let it die, and then the next thing they do is they burn it. Like, what are you doing? You're cutting down all this vegetation, then you burn it, and then a few months later, they come back to it and they start planting in this area. They've cut, it's, it's called a slash and burn technique. They do this all over the world. They don't do it here, but they do it all over the world. And what happens in the far rainforest is that the ground isn't very fertile. It's not good for growing vegetables and things that we eat. It's only good for growing the rainforest. <laughs> so if you want to do something helpful to yourself, you're going to have to go through a process. And that process needs time. And what the process is, it looks destructive. You cut down living trees, things that are actually alive already. You cut the trees down, you let those trees die. And then on top of that, you set the whole thing on fire. And up until that moment that you get the first good vegetation, it looks completely destructive. The process looks awful. It looks like vandalism, if I'm honest. You would assume this was a couple of kids just playing around in the forest. But what is actually happening is they understand what the process is. I'm here to tell you, you've gone, you've gone through and you will go through some tough times. But there is a process in this. <sighs> Things that you thought were, were actually useful and helpful were growing up in your life and they got cut down. And they got burned. <laughs> And they got hurt. And you thought that meant that everything was lost, but I'm here to tell you. It's just the process. Uh, you thought that everything was over because it was burning. No, 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 no. There's a process. There's something going on here 
There's something that is designed to bring forth new life, but the process looks tough. <laughs> the process looks chaotic. The process is frustrating. They say about this burn process that it actually one of the things it does is that it makes the ground, the nutrients in the ground are revived by the burning process. Don't you know you're sitting here sometimes, I don't know if you've ever been in a rut, where you've been in a rut and you, man, and it took something completely upending your life for you to get a new direction. Man, that stuff had to burn. That situation had to burn up so that you would have the energy in order to get to the next place in your life. Uh, don't be afraid of the process. If I'm committed to him as a king, I'm gonna to commit to his process. Whatever is gonna burn down, whatever's gonna look like chaos, I'm gonna lean into it. They say about this process as well that the burning gets rid of all the kind of destructive insects. All the things that would destroy your crop. If you just start trying to, to plant in the forest, what happens is every animal in the, in the vicinity will come up out of its burrow and eat the thing that you've put in there. But when you burn everything, nothing can stay in the situation and what comes forward grows better. If it wasn't for the destruction, if it wasn't for the situation, if it wasn't for the problem, you wouldn't have the yield you have now that everything's burned. Sometimes the situations, the things that you're holding on to are stopping your growth. And you just didn't have the foresight to realize I need to let that burn because the Lord needs to grow in my life. I just had to let that go. I just had to quit on that. That wasn't for me right now. Uh, it, the change necessary, but I needed the time component. I needed the process component. I needed it to work the way it was gonna work. I know we wanted to get to the end thing first. They wanted to start immediately um, planting the things that they were gonna eat. That's the thing they wanted to do, but they respected the process. I gotta understand and lean into the process that God has got for us. Hallelujah. Let me just read one scripture here. Um, my first scripture here is Psalms 34. Psalms 34, verse uh, 17, 18, and 19. Psalms 34, 17, 18, and 19. I'm wondering if you could help me read that. If I could grab the mic when you do that. I'm, I'm realizing uh, we, we have a podcast, and I'm going to say this because I, I, I set things up. We have people, frankly, from all over the world listening. We record these things and we prepare them, and I've realized that oh, these years that no one's been hearing you read the scriptures. So we need to make sure we, we get the, the scriptures on the mic, amen? Amen, can we keep going? Psalms 34? Yes. Verse 17? Yes. The righteous cried. Yes. And the Lord hear it. Man, you're going through, and I'm assuring you, I am telling you, by the word of the Lord, the Lord's hearing you. You're crying. I need to, I need you to hear this part. If you don't, forget everything else I said, but listen to this scripture. You're crying and he's hearing you. Now you're saying, I, well, if you're hearing me, do something about it, but that process, that's what I'm trying to get you to. He's hearing you. He's absolutely hearing you, but 
there's a process, there's a component of time that he can't get rid of for you. You're still subject to time. You're still in time, you're still alive, you're still physical, you're still mortal. So you're subject to time, but he absolutely hears you now. So if he hears you, the thing that must come next isn't the deliverance, it's the process. So you're asking the Lord, help me in this situation. He said, man, it looks like it's getting worse. It's not getting worse. The process is kicking in. The process is kicking in for you. Ah, nothing's changing. No, no, no. The process is, is, is doing what it's supposed to do. It hurts, but the process is here. My worry hasn't gone, but it's the process. That bill that I've been trying to pray about is still here, but the process is working. Yes, sir. Come on, preach, preach. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. The time we can't get rid of the time component while we're in this flesh. We're just subject to time. Time has to go the way it goes, which means there has to be a process. Let's keep reading. So the Lord, the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and He absolutely hears you. And yes. delivereth them yeah. out of all their trouble. Delivers them out of their trouble. But I've told you already that he can't get to deliverance unless we commit to the process. Yes. Talk about slash and burn. There's another process that I, I wanted to kind of talk about. Actually, Quincy will probably know more than I do here. When you're working out, I didn't realize that when you are working out, when you're literally trying to physically work out, the muscles you build are literally broken while you're working out. There's a process called hypertrophy that breaks down the muscles and then rebuilds them because the blood flow to those muscles rebuilds them. Meaning every time you're doing something that hurts and you're saying, I'm not gonna do one more, you do one more. <laughs> every time you're in a situation where you're saying, I'm not, I don't wanna do my workout this week, what you're saying is you don't want to be broken and I get why you're trying to avoid the pain. Yes. I don't like pain either, but on the other side yes. of the pain yes. is the ability to do the thing you've set out to do. Yes. You're going to be stronger yes. if you can endure the pain. Yes. As the blood starts to flow and circulate and as you eat the next day, your body, just by the process, knows what to do. Yes. It starts to repair the things that were broken. The pain that you went through yesterday and you feel it's, oh man, this is feeling sore. And the body's quietly making you stronger than you were yesterday. And then the next week you say, oh, I don't even feel the difference. That's because you're still, it's not quite enough to go from five kilo to six kilo, but it's certainly enough to do it without feeling out of breath. And then the next week you say, man, I feel even better now. Yeah. And then the next week you put yourself to do the same process again and again and again. And then finally you go from five kilo to 10. Then you go from 10 to 15. And all of a sudden the process means I'm no longer the person I was before. You've got to commit to the process. Because as soon as you say, I will sacrifice the pain so that I can feel good in this moment, what you're doing is quitting on the process, which means you're also quitting on the promise. And I've got to tell you, don't give up on the promises of God. Yes, the process feels tough. Yes, it's 
difficult, but don't give up on the promises because the process feels bad. There's something on the other side of the process. Ah, oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Just read that out for me, please. The righteous cry out. I'm just listening, in my mind, I'm thinking about the times where we've shouted out, Lord, why? With frustration, it's been real. Why is it this way? And it's that kind of question has been asked since the garden. Why did it go down like that? And the Lord is hearing you and he's immediately putting you in the process. He's not ignoring you, he's delivering you immediately. But you're subject to process. Amen? Let's keep going. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth. Yes. And delivereth them out of all their trouble. Delivers them out of the trouble. The Lord is nigh. The Lord is near. Unto them that are brokenhearted. Ah, oh, this is what I love. He's near to the brokenhearted. Uh, part of the process I've told you looks destructive. Part of the process looks broken. Part of the process looks like pure vandalism and recklessness. But God is near that. He's right close to it. He's standing close by, supervising the whole thing. Making sure you're getting through the whole thing. He's near you. I know you're struggling. I know your heart is broken. Literally doesn't work correctly. That's what broken is. When it's in a condition where it's not supposed to work correctly, that's what's happened to your heart. It's not working right. And he, the scripture is saying, I'm gonna walk next to you when you're in that condition. I'm gonna be right close to you when you're feeling that way. Hallelujah. If he's gonna feel that way, I'm gonna ask the Lord to come near to me. Let's keep reading. The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and save as such as of a contrite spirit. So when your spirit is that way, the Lord is gonna save you. Hallelujah. Even when you're working out, do you know that that whole weight that you put on there is tension? I don't know if you've ever been in tense situations that you're trying to get out of, but don't you know out on the other side of this tension, of the other side of this workout, on the other side of what yes. you're going through, you're going to be different than the way you went in. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The process is going to help you be stronger. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to another scripture here real quick. Let's go to Psalms 147 and verse 3. Psalms 147, verse 3. Thank you so much. Psalms 147, verse 3. What we were looking at was how the Lord responds to us that when we're broken. The assumption could be that we're just on our own. It's our fault. We should have known better. We, that's not his attitude. He looks at that situation and desires to be nigh to it, desires to be close to it, so that he can help us. Let's, let's reread Psalms 147. Let's actually go to verse 1, 2, and then 3. Psalms 147, verse 1, 2, and 3. Praise you, the Lord. Yes. For it is good to sing praises unto our God. It's good to sing praises to God. That's why we, we are so deliberate about it in the, in when we come here. Amen. We want to sing praises. Yes. We want to give him thanks. Let's keep reading. For it is pleasant, and praise is comely. Yes, praise looks good. Praise is beautiful. That's what that's saying, say, praise, our, literally our worship is beautiful. That's why I like musicians who know what they're doing. 
I like folks to come in and, and, and give me a beautiful praise. Be deliberate about it. Be specific about it. Uh, I, I hear the, I'm act like I know how to drum. I hear the triplets that you were throwing off of there, like I know what I'm talking about. But you were deliberate about it. You practice that. It's beautiful. Amen? Let's keep going. The Lord does build up Jerusalem. Yes. He gathered together the outcasts, outcasts of Israel. He has deliberately gone after those who were outcast. He's deliberately gone after those who have been kicked out, who have been displaced. He goes after them and gathers them together. These are people who have had their feelings hurt. These are the people that have had their hearts broken by others. They've been thrown out of the main group and been forced out by themselves. And the Lord is saying, I'm gathering y'all. That's who I'm going after. I want to be close to you that have been kicked out. I want to be close to you who have been rejected. I want to be close to you who don't have other friends. I want to be there with you. Let's keep reading. The Lord does build up Jerusalem. Yes. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel. Yes. He heals the broken in heart. That's what I like to see. He heals the broken heart. Yes. Hallelujah. He heals that heart that was broken. He puts it into the healing process. I don't know if you've ever had something go wrong, like received a cut, and you put a band aid, you say, I'm going to protect this. This wound that I have in my hand, I'm going to get the band aid, I'm going to put it over it. And the process, you don't just rip it off after you put it on and say, I'm done, this healing process is over. You apply the band and then you wait for the process of healing. You might hit some neosporin in there, you might clean it out, but that's part of the process. And then you look at it again and say, ah, it's not quite, I need a few more days, let me cover this thing back up. He is in that with your heart. He's doing that. The thing that you do for that cut on your hand is the thing he's doing for your heart. He's gathering you to him, and then he's binding up your heart and giving you the process of healing. Amen? Let's just read that verse. The Lord, he healeth the broken in heart, verse 3, and binded up their wounds. And binds up their wounds. He is taking care of the things that hurt. I love it. That's the kind of God we serve who looks at your hurt and said, I'm going to put things in place to fix it. Sometimes we want to run from hurt. And the thing that we've got to realize is sometimes you've got to go through it. It's tough. It's so, so tough to go through the hurt because every minute feels like 50 days and every hour feels like a year when you're going through the process. When you're under the, that bench press and you're, or you're curling those, the, the irons, every, like how many of these am I supposed to do? You are giving yourself every excuse to get out of the situation while you're in it. You're telling yourself, nah, maybe I didn't, that counter I started with at the beginning isn't actually necessary to go through. But you know you need that process in order to make it better. Let's, keep, let's read the two verses again for me. The Lord does put up Jerusalem, he gathered together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Thank you, Jesus. Read that last part again for me. He healeth the broken in heart and, and bindeth up their wounds. He binding the wounds of those that hurt. 
there's another process I wanted to talk about. I've talked about the, the slash and burn technique. I've talked about the idea of working out is also a process you go through to get you from one part of being to another part of being. Um, it's amazing really how you can transform your entire being by going through process. There's one more. There's a Japanese process. It's called kintsugi. Kintsugi. I don't know if you've ever seen this. What they do is they take perfectly normal pots of clay and they break them. They break them deliberately, in fact. Beautiful pieces of pottery. But then they put them back together. And when they put them back together, they put them back together with resin and gold. And so you'll see these broken dishes, deliberately broken, and then put together, back together. But the parts that they use to put it back together is actually more precious, more strong than the pottery that got broken in the first place. So you'll see these beautiful blue um, pieces of pottery and in the broken pieces you'll see gold or silver or platinum even. They will put precious metals and they'll fill it with resin and they'll put this broken vessel back together. And the thing now becomes more precious than when it was before. The other thing that's important to realize about Kintsugi is that um, not only is it more precious, the strongest parts of the vessel were where it was broken. I, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying here. It's now stronger where it was broken. You thought that it was a weakness. What you went through was a weakness, but now I'm stronger in those parts. The Lord came close to me in those parts. Yes, yes, come on. I'm going to be proud of those parts. You know what they realized in this technique, this art, and this idea of what kintsugi is? They said brokenness isn't something to be ashamed of. It's something to be a part of your history now. What I've gone through, what my testimony of is in the Lord, isn't what I'm ashamed of. Yeah, I was struggling with that, and I was struggling with that, and my mind was gone crazy with that. But the Lord brought me through and I'm stronger there than I was before. Blood was applied to that situation. Uh, I'm stronger there now. That's not who I am anymore. The thing you thought was my weakness just turned into my strength. The thing that I was worried about is the thing that I'm most proud of because the Lord was near to me. Uh, now, frankly, the parts that I'm more worried about are the parts where I'm not broken. That's where the growth is necessary now. That's where his important presence is required now. The parts where I haven't been broken. So, yes, we're going to go through things. 2024, I can't guarantee you, will be the year of, of complete victory. But I know the parts that break us, that he can heal us. The parts that concern us, I know that he will put himself in and make it stronger and make it better. If I believe in the process, that the person I am at the end of 2024 will be better than the person I was coming in. I need you all to believe that God's presence is going to be near the broken parts. I need you to believe in the process. If you believe in him, believe in his process. May the Lord add a blessing to the word in the name of the Lord Jesus.